freshness of the quality rise and you know they're going with them to every ball there. This is Come On Kinds with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Good evening everyone and welcome once again into the KCLR studios here in KCLR for the 6th edition of Season 3 of Come On Kind with myself Martin Quilty and of course I'm always joined in studio by my co-host Anya Fahey. Good evening Anya. Good evening Martin, how are you? I am great, thank you very much. We had a fantastic weekend of Camogie last weekend with the quarterfinals taking place. We are about to do the semi-final draws live and mm-hmm. everybody that's tuning in is going to want to know who are they going to be playing. I am delighted to be joined in studio this evening by two very special men. The very first of them is Michael Ling, who is the managing director of Michael Ling Motors. Of course, Hyundai is the main sponsor of the senior championship and Michael is going to be doing the draw for us. And we are delighted also to be joined by our new sponsor in Anthony Smith from the Kilkenny Rivercourt Hotel as well, which we were there for the All-Ireland final night and what a night we had in the Rivercourt as well. So, gentlemen... You're very, very welcome into us here on Come On Kind. Uh, also joined as well by the boss, Teresa Elwert, chair of Kilkenny Camogie. And Teresa is going to be keeping an eye on proceedings. So I'm going to ask Michael to come first. And he is going to be the very first person uh, to have this very special cup, which is close, of course, to my heart as well, because the cup is named after... Bridgie Barry, of course, who has been at all or most of the county finals uh, that we've been at. And she's been at Michael's office many a time as well, collecting a car off of him. So, Lil, I think you're live on Facebook and Teresa, you're there. The four names are already in the hat. And, of course, with Clara there, I'm going to ask Michael to pull out the team and hand it to Teresa. And that way we can't say that there was any fiddling or anything done. And Teresa will hold it up to the camera. And the first team out is... Oh, Dixborough. There's a big groan here now. Who is Dixborough going to be playing? Michael, it's on your head, be it now. Here we go. Who is it, Teresa? It's Piltown, a repeat of last year's county final. You avoided that one, Teresa. The smile on your face says it all. Yep, keep going, Michael, yep. Which means that the next one out is going to be Clara. And if everything goes right, Clara should be playing. They are indeed Thomastown. So the draw for the semi-final of the Michael Ling Motors Hyundai Senior Championship is a repeat of last year's county final with Dixborough versus Piltown and Clara taking on Thomastown with those games down to be played on the weekend of the 1st and 2nd of October. So there's a week break this week to give all the players a bit of a chance and a rest and well-deserved it's going to be. So, Teresa, if you want to take those out of the way. Um, the next one is the Shaw's Department Store Intermediate championship game and we have no representative from Shaw's so I'm going to keep Michael here with us and ask Michael to do the draw for the intermediate semi-final so there's four teams in this as well the first of those teams out is going to be Mullinavat they had a tough battle the weekend versus St. Lactans only a point in it in the end and Mullinavat will play oh the roar in the steag Michael Ling's own team themselves what a battle that's going to be the next two teams up then we have is James Stevens, of course last year's runners up and if everything goes according to plan James Stevens are going to be playing newly promoted Moonkine so just to recap on those semi-finals in the Shaw's department store intermediate we have Mullinavas versus the Roar in and James Stevens versus Moonkine two mouth-watering semi-finals there as well so Michael thank you very much if you want to take a seat over there because I'm going to have a quick word with you in a second and I'm going to call Anthony uh, up to us here now and of course Anthony from the Kilkenny River Court Hotel he's the general manager and he's going to do the draw for the junior semi-finals now pressure's on you now this time Anthony first out is Piltown of course having two teams in it and they lost last year's county final to Moonkine and Piltown are going to be taking on near neighbours Carrick Shock that's going to be an intriguing battle of the teams down south next out then we have John Locke's Bennett's Bridge and they are going to be taking on another team from down south 
and it's going to be Greg Namana. So that is the draw for the junior semi-final. The Kilkenny Rivercourt junior semi-final is Piltown versus Carrick Shock and John Locke's Bennett's Bridge <coughs> versus Greg Namana. So an intriguing battle there for all of the teams. And myself and Owen, you will preview them next week because there's no games on next week. Uh, yep, you can just press next on that, Lil, and then never delete it. And that'll go straight to it. And I'm going to put on the microphone so Michael if you can actually switch to the other chair there for me if you yep. don't mind because we've no microphone there right. and I'm going to bring in Michael Ling of course the managing director of Michael Ling Hyundai Michael Ling Motors Hyundai of course and Michael is synonymous with GAA his own club the Roar in Stig. he sponsors the GAA Championship the Intermediate in Kilkenny and I think you do the senior football as well in uh, Carlo Michael That's right, yeah. so come in there a bit closer into the microphone you're uh, a GAA man true and true you've been sponsoring a load of Gaelic games competitions you came on board with the Camogie uh, last year as well what gives you the passion for GAA? Well I suppose we we joined the Camogie last year uh, and we were delighted to do it because we feel that the ladies put such an effort into Camogie like, and I see a lot of the matches around over the last number of years and you see the effort has been put in and uh, I think it was only right that someone came in to take to do a sponsorship of it and from looking at all the matches this year I think the standard of Camogie and Kenny has risen so much and that's credit to an awful lot of people the people who are involved with training teams and county board and all that and for running a good show and I suppose winning the All-Ireland last year was definitely a great boost to Camogie and Kilkenny and fair play to them and upwards and onwards from here on for, for all of them Exactly. You're a local business, anyone will know out there on the Hebron Road. You've been in business now, I think last year was 25 years you were in business, isn't that right? That's right. It's a a long time since you started back in the old building there on the Hebron Road. Things have uh, evolved and they're always evolving uh, through yourselves here in Kilkenny and of course your depot in Carlow as well. And times are uh, busy enough for you at the minute because any time I go into the garage, you're always busy. I know we're busy, things are good, you know, we're after having a good few years uh, we're almost 26 years now in Kilkenny here and I suppose okay just challenges along the way with everything with uh, supply and with prices rising and all that and stocks of, of used cars you know but look at we're handling it okay we're getting on well we're kept busy all the time and thanks be to God everything's going well everyone was closed down over the COVID period of time including sport and the whole lot it's great to be trying to get back to some bit of normality the same with yourselves but it's credit to yourselves like you're a big employer in Kilkenny and in fairness to you you always kind of try to keep it local as well and you have a, a good few Gaelic games uh, players out there whether it be camogie women or gentlemen with the mechanics or salesmen as well so you really are a, a GA man true and true Look we love supporting local you know businesses and support and giving work to to people young people from around the, around the area around Kilkenny and look I, I believe in supporting local no matter what it is whether you're buying a pair of shoes or you know doing something support someone local all the young people around are dependent on local businesses you know to get jobs and all that and uh, I, I, we're, we're delighted to be able to do it well, you normally send the, the young fella to deputise for you, so it's actually great to have you in person with us here doing the, the draws today. I don't know whether you'll be like or love now after that pairings that you pulled out, but you're, <laughs> someone have to play one another in the semi-final. Is that right, Michael? Look, as I said, the standard is, is, is so high. It's great. It's great to see the good matches and all that. And it's really exciting. And people that don't go to Camogie matches should go and have a look at it. See the skills that's in it today. It's after rising so much in the last number of years. Oh, that's like, phenomenal. Good as and most of the matches are as good as any of the, 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 the men's matches, you know. And go see them, it's brilliant, it's brilliant. You don't get the support they deserve, you know. And I hope and I know that there are more people going. We see the All Ireland this year, the numbers that are had, you know. And uh, keep going to those matches, it's great entertainment. Like, and I tell you, there's worse ways of punching in a Sunday than going to a Camogie match. There surely is, and you've been at plenty of them this year. So yeah. I'm going to ask you now, on you, we know who's uh, put her foot on the, the table and said who's going to win the county final but you're a roar and a steeg man through and through how do you think the girls are going to go now that you've seen the draw come up in in intermediate in the intermediate, intermediate yeah look at uh, I believe uh, uh, 
you know, there's, there's, there's very good teams there. James Stevens are, are well fancied, uh, a, a good team. Uh, Mon Lavache have dominated Camogie and Kilkenny for, for years, a, a great team as well, you know. And, and if it's on the day, it's who performs on the day, you know. And uh, I don't know, I suppose, from, from what I hear, James Stevens are the fancy team for the intermediate spoken like a true man bringing your own team <laughs> and, and putting the other teams in favour I must say it. I must say we have we have some great girls we have a couple of new players we have you know a couple of young girls coming on uh, Eddie Kerr's granddaughter is playing super player is brilliant yeah. yeah she's great she's very good she's excellent and uh, she's really a joy to watch as is the other girls there as well like, and I suppose it's, it's, Camogie is maybe a little bit different than hurling it's really a young person's game it's you know see all the young girls like 15 or 16 or 17 some of the some of the oh, some of the, some of the, the stalwarts are left there still but it is really it's you know and it's different for men and ladies I suppose uh, but look it's really entertaining and I love going to the matches I love going to the Camogie matches well, it's great to have you on board as the main sponsor for senior championships and no doubt you're going to be uh, enjoying the games coming up the weekend. I'll definitely see you, I'd say, at the uh, semi-finals and that's going to be an intriguing battle. We might be enemies sure. during the game, but afterwards we'll always shake hands Absolutely. afterwards and enjoy it. But thank you very much for your sponsorship as always. It's great to be associated with Michael Ling Motors Hyundai and as you say, it's great to have a, a local business involved with it as well. Um, so we'll see you at the, the next round of games, Michael. Okay. Thank you very much, Martin. Perfect. That keep, was keep Michael. Work. Thank you very much. That was Michael Ling from Michael Ling Motors, of course, the great brand of Hyundai out there, and they are the sponsors of the Senior Camogie Championships. Next, I'm going to push this button here, and I am going to bring in Anthony Smith from the Kilkenny Rivercourt Hotel. Anthony, thank you for staying around. I know you're a busy man uh, with all things uh, hotel business. You're not in the. Hotel itself, though, that long, uh, you were telling us just before no. the All-Ireland, you're only no. there a couple of months. Uh, about four months now. Yeah, four so months. you're just getting your fees together. But before I start, I must uh, I must see to Michael there, he, he's putting pressure on my own club, James Stevens, <laughs> taking it off his own one. Well, I now, that was a masterful stroke there. N- so now is, now is your chance to reverse the tide now and put the roar as <laughs> favourites coming talk into talk. it. You know what they say, the, 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 we'll see on the pitch, says you. Yeah, we'll see on the pitch. I suppose, Anthony, you are the new sponsor of yeah. the, uh, the Junior Championship within Kelly. Kenny and as everybody knows it's so hard to get sponsorships at the minute with the way that the, the cost of living has gone and everything else and you were probably as well as the, the car industry hit huge when COVID hit like I mean the amount of places that you were closed for so long and had to try and retain staff and the problem even getting staff back as well it's a credit to you like that you were able to stay open for so long yeah, well, sure. Look, like like many businesses, like we were hit with 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 that pandemic, and um, between opening and closing, we didn't know from one month to another whether we were whether we would be open or not. But uh, no, look, we're delighted to um, to be associated with Kilkenny Camogie. We you can't hear me. <laughs> delighted to be associated with Kilkenny Camogie. I had to stand in here a bit closer to the mic, you, Martin. Um, and it's a pleasure to to uh, to help in any way and we're delighted to sponsor uh, the championship this year absolutely I suppose you are a James Stevens man as well yeah. you are into mm. your GAA you follow oh, yeah. the Hurling and the Camogie so mm. was it kind of an easy decision for you when you were at Camogie oh, no. yeah, absolutely my two daughters played for Dan's Fort and my nieces play with James Stevens and my brother Barry's children play with Paulstown so there's a mix around the, the county so. you got your well spread well spread, well spread yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah so uh, yeah coming in um, I suppose the fact that there's going to be uh, a big day for the, the county final and that and for to have the, the river court and mm. we know it's a great hotel we were there as we said for the mm. All-Ireland we rocked the place out beside the banks of the, <laughs> the Noor I can tell you that yeah. night it was great to have the, the yeah. cut back and I know I put pressure on you the night that I did see you uh, that was your first time hosting us and yes. the pressure was on because the last time it was done we came back with a cup and in fairness the same thing happened this year so <laughs> yeah. you haven't the, the losing streak who do? No, no we're delighted with that one and uh, uh, it's been talked about a lot in the hotel since. No, we were delighted to be associated and great to bring home the, the cup and the celebrations. And um, and as I said already, we're, we're, we're thrilled to support Camogie. I mean, Camogie, is, as Michael alluded to already, it's just so uh, up and coming in Kilkenny. It's, and, and the amount of people playing it. And we're just delighted to help in, in the small way that we can. And well, we're certainly
certainly grateful and delighted that you are on board this year and hopefully it's going to be a fruitful partnership for yes, many years to come that, that we yeah. can uh, mm. enjoy the company and you never know we might be back at another All-Ireland uh, next year that'd as be, well <laughs> that'll be good it yeah. would be indeed uh, right that is the two gentlemen that was there that is Michael Ling from Michael Ling Motors and you've just heard Anthony Smith the general manager of the Kilkenny Rivercourt Hotel I'm delighted to still be joined in studio by the chair of Kilkenny Camogie it's Teresa Elward Teresa we don't normally get to speak with you you're back in the backgrounds but uh, a lot of uh, things have been happening since the All-Ireland final the club championships is in full swing um, coming into it and it's a busy time for yourselves and the executive coming forward for fixtures it is a busy time, Martin. Whoa, sorry, now, go again. Thanks, Martin. Yes, a busy time. Delighted to be here. Yeah, I don't often actually chat on the, on the podcast. You do a great job. I must compliment you here because you're getting great coverage throughout the county and great compliments on the work you're doing, lads. So thanks very much for promoting the game so well. Now will we try? And it's nearly a death's gaze, though, when Anya picks you, like whether you're going to win or not. So it'll be interesting to see who gets the nod in the semi-finals. Oh, gosh. Well, <laughs> well not, yeah. Just don't pick Clara. <laughs> we have a chance of winning then. All right. That's right, yeah, uh, no, no problem. problem. <laughs> Thanks, Martin. No, it's been incredibly busy since the, the All-Ireland. We're, of course, delighted to bring home the Cup and delighted with, of course, the support that we've received from everybody around the county, a home company like we've never seen it before in Kilkenny. Uh, that rolls on now, of course, so hopefully the, the girls will look forward to a holiday, please God. Um, get a little break at some stage before they start off the new season again. Um, but just on the holidays, I'd love to actually just thank everybody so much for supporting the book of collection that went around during the, during the weekend there. Hugely supported and great support for the girls around the county and, and even in the lead up to the All-Ireland we had such uh, good goodwill towards the girls and towards the competition uh, great support from our comrades in GAA and Kilkenny Supporters Club um, completely behind us all the way so ever so grateful to them for all the support during the year And in fairness and, to yeah. them I mean the, the GAA has been getting a bit of bad press around this at national level that the pot is there as everybody has known now for the hurlers to go off on holiday etc and there's nothing there for the camogie women but that's just the way it's structured at the minute yeah, but and that's in, two in fairness yeah, yeah I mean, um, that's the GA association and, and they have the funds and the resources to do that at, as the stand at the, mo- at the moment the camogie association the LGFA don't have those resources uh, two different associations two very different sets of gate receipts that come in yeah. I mean we as, as women are looking for equal rights and, and as families and you know around the county for our girls and for our players but on the other side of it we do also have to get out and support our girls on the mm-hmm. pitches and on the sidelines and uh, we need to show it in the gates that we're there behind our players just equally as we are on, on our keyboards and, and, and vocally each other way so yeah. get out but in fairness to Kilkenny yeah. GAA they've always been mm. behind the girls and I mean they always contributed fairly large sums yeah. like to the All-Ireland final absolutely. weekend absolutely they did indeed and, um, and we're absolutely so 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 grateful to them and in fairness to Kilkenny GAA they've been so good to us all year regarding to the use of, of Nolan Park of great support actually um, from Jimmy and Barry and Connor um, on the executive in particular um, and I was at Barry I would ring Barry any given day of the week and he's there to support me with questions and queries that I have even regarding my own new role and what needs to be done the other way so and, and Jimmy also but in particular I have to have Barry tormented of questions and, but uh, <laughs> yeah he'd be delighted to, to, I don't to think he mind too but, much uh, but no they are so so incredibly supportive of Kenny Camogie and we are delighted for all they do for us and, and they are helping you know helping us in any way they can you have just alluded to it. It is a new role. You were the county secretary for five years previous. Mm. You came into the job um, back in November of last year at convention. How have you found the year going so far for you? Yeah, well, to be honest, you kind of you learn on the job. I obviously had uh, great people ahead of me, Martin, yourself and Sheila Norris. And uh, following your footsteps wasn't easy, but certainly, as I say, learning on the job. Super secretary and Teresa Hunson. I used to think I was pretty organised, but Teresa is a, she excels, <laughs> I'm telling you. She keeps me in my toes. But, uh, um, yeah, and we absolutely the fan, the commission we have is is brilliant. Um, the people around me here, like yourselves, Martin and Lillian, they make life easy for for some of us. All the work you do in the background, people don't see that between the running around looking for sponsorship and raffles and draws and you know organising pub quizzes and you know the PRO end of it is so hugely important in promoting the game. And um, but not to mention how Jer Carl does the job in fixtures is incredible. I mean, just looking at last year's figures alone, I, I'm sure this year's will be similar. We had 60 county finals last year to organise and about 650 fixtures. When so, you look at the yeah. logistics of that. Like yeah. it's a so crazy that's, that's nightmare. That's a huge job in itself. That Jer does have fixtures commission on it, but he takes on the whack of that role. The other way, so yeah, it's huge, huge, busy, busy, busy positions in inside in the in the executive. So anybody taking on a role needs to know what's ahead of them. It's a, it's a not an easy job, and probably sometimes it's not. 
Not see. a nice one. Not a nice no. one at times too when things aren't going well for somebody. But look at yeah, yeah, certainly delighted to be involved. Uh, challenging role and hopefully making somewhat of a difference. Development would be probably one of my bugbears. Lovely to see that to, to get that improving as the as the year goes on. And I do think we're trying to do things right in the development in Kilkenny and keep girls in Camogie. And that's one huge apple that we'd love to get a good chunk out of is to keep retention, to keep girls playing Camogie. And that's something that we're looking at seriously. And speaking of development, obviously you have a couple of positions as well that you're looking for uh, expressions of interest in the 14s, the 15s, which are development groups, yeah. but yeah. the under 16, which is a championship team as well, that you're yeah. looking to get new people on board. Yeah, absolutely. And I would say year on year, obviously, I mean, we have different people that come on board and great interest in, in all these positions, um, which is lovely because there was years actually there where you couldn't get anybody help out. But thankfully now, as time goes on and Kilkenny is developing, Kilkenny and more people looking to get involved, we do have people interested in taking on the roles and the under 16 role, yeah, championship role. So yeah, busy role. Serious one because, we, you know, we like to win championships in Kilkenny. Um, so anybody takes us on to be prepared for, you know, a little bit of pressure in the job as well. Do you know the way that we... But there is an under know, 16 level. We haven't won one now since 2008. Exactly. exactly. So it comes with its own pressures and its own expectations. We're going, we're getting there. No, we will. We will win one. I think it's coming closer than we think. We have really good girls coming through. We've had super success with our development squads over the last number of years. It'll come right and it will come. We will get there. It surely will. Yeah. Also, the fact is that you are a club woman as well. You're from mm. Clara and the championship is in full swing. You're still there at the, the senior level as well. So how yeah. do you think that the, the club championship is going and yeah. where do you stand on the split season at the minute? Like, is it working with, you can see some of the clubs have been gone out of the championship now since the 17th of September. Like, so yeah. is it working? The split season, I suppose, is controversial. It, it depends on whether you're, whether you're still in a show, mm. in, in, in competition or, you know, uh, personally, I like it. Um, and I know others don't agree with that. I, I but, and again, I'm going to probably just going to mention just the development on that. I'd love to, at this time of year. I kind of really do. Either we're doing county or we're doing club. We still have some development, you know, blitzes going on at the moment. So our national office need to look at that. We need to have our club players now at this time of year available to the clubs. And um, so really, development blitzes all the rest should be finished this time of year. Club, yeah. Look, at we can do better on the fixtures. We will try. To, our time scale is tight in trying to get all the adult fixtures, particularly squeeze in before the Leinster competitions kick off. So try to get that balance right is, um, is, is a challenge but um, I would think in general the girls know where they stand with fixtures they know where they stand um, now a county a lot of them you see some actually going away now they have their plans made you know so look at personally I think it works girls are playing with county a lot of them go back they still start their, their county campaign probably in November they're a long time playing county and it's lovely to get a break as early as possible in the season to get back to their clubs uh, but it's just for us to try and get fixtures right and try to get as many club games as possible in for the, for the club girls yeah, That's a it's, challenge. it's all yeah. everything is a challenge, and the the number of weeks is getting shorter and shorter, as you say. But yeah, um, I suppose you're going to be looking forward to the semi final uh, draws with uh, Thomastown. You're after picking now as well, so that won't be a, an easy task for yourselves. No, no. At this stage of the year, it's anybody's game. Just the way, really. I mean, I mean, we would have thought Kilkenny County Camogie this year. The odds were against us, and you wouldn't with, with the injuries and with girls going away and everything else that um they that were literally yeah it was a challenge, but. But I think everybody kind of the punchline was keep the faith and you never know so look at um, you never know on any given day and now any team that's in a semi-final at this stage is in there with a chance well, so yet yet utopia it's anybody's exactly well no doubt that uh, we'll be seeing you over the weekend anyway because I know you're going yeah. to be probably busy on Saturday there's four under 14 county finals yeah. going on with two under 12 finals as well so it's a busy period for yourselves uh, but thank you for staying around and having a chat with me I know you're heading to Nolan Park shortly for the uh, drug yeah. awareness meeting yeah, that's yeah. been yeah. held in conjunction with Kilkenny mm-hmm. GA and the KBC as well yeah. which is the Kilkenny Joint Police uh, Council is it that what they call committee whatever the yeah, committee I think it and is again, so. Yeah, and it's a really, really important topic and something that's there in the background and in our clubs and probably in the background in our schools and in our colleges and young people really need to get a grip on where they are with drugs awareness and the effect they have on their lives and their lifestyles. So yeah, I think it's a really, a really good talk. It will be should be hopefully an, an educating one or whatever, but uh, an important topic. And yeah, I'm going over to, to attend that now. So yeah, yeah we'll, we'll bring back some worthwhile information to everybody. We'll be heading that way shortly ourselves yeah. as well. Teresa, thank you very much thank for you. doing the draws as always and hanging around and no doubt we'll be talking to you uh, later on when it comes near the county final stages. Thanks very much. That you, was Theresa Elward, Chair of Kilkenny Camogie Board as well. A busy woman she is and always doing stuff in behind the scenes. 
Anya, what a weekend of camogie we have had. We have highs, we have lows, we have drama, we have predictions, we have right predictions, we have wrong predictions. In fairness to you, though, you only got two wrong out of the whole weekend. Like So that's not bad going. Um, and we're going to start off with one of the ones that you did get wrong. And it was St. Martin's versus Pilltown. And you tipped St. Martin's to win this one. It didn't happen because Pilltown came out on top by 3.13 to 1.3. Were you surprised with the result? Yeah, really, really surprised. And you know what? And it's it's not being disrespectful towards Piltown and it's not putting them down. I think at the back of it, I really wanted to see a new team coming forward. And I genuinely felt after um, after St. Martin's had got that win over um, over Bar Rangers, you could see the hype that was nearly being created. And then they had a really good result over Connie. Then I was like, hold on a second, they're starting to come right at a really, really good time. And I just thought that, and I suppose this, and people in Piltown are probably kind of like, you know, we're not weakened. Okay, yes, we have without two of probably the best Camogie players in the county at yep. the moment, but they have, they definitely have a backing there to replace these girls. But I, I just felt like if there was any time to maybe catch Pilltown it was probably at this stage and again it's not it's not being disrespectful towards Pilltown it's I would have loved to have seen a new team mm-hmm. in a semi-final I just think it would have been really really good for Camogie like we do have the same four semi-finalists as we had last year yeah. but listen Pilltown you have to give credit where credit is due like if that was any other team and you were going without two of your best players they would struggle enormously but Pilltown haven't okay if you look at the previous result that they had against um, Dixburg yeah they did they got a, a good bit of a scalping in that game but they were without Casey Power as well so they Correct. were missing their three inter-county players and, and she I, did score 2-4 last weekend yeah, so she's back in form again she is she really is like and I suppose you know Pilltown or St. Martins are obviously going to be really really um, disappointed over I suppose not even putting up a performance more so than anything whatever about the scoreline but like I'd, I would imagine they'll be very disappointed that they didn't get a performance in, in in that case but Piltown you know that's a really really good result for them they're back in a semi-final not going to be an easy task <laughs> for them it's not now no but do you know what I think they're probably going to relish in the opportunity to be going in as underdogs because let's be fair a lot of the county may have particularly wrote them off because they are without the assistance of the two Doyle sisters who for Piltown are a massive loss and will be a massive loss for any club that would have to go without them in any campaign. Yeah, well, it certainly would with Pilltown setting down a marker with that one into the semi-final. Um, and as Anya said, it's not going to be an easy one for them either. The second game uh, that we had was Young Ireland and Thomastown and you were out at this game. It was uh, a victory for Thomastown. You thought Young Ireland might pip them in it, but it was a seven-point victory for Thomastown. Were they seven points the better team in it or what kind of a game was it? I'm nearly afraid to say anything now because I was kind of nearly getting heckled at coming out of uh, coming out of Gore and there on Sunday. <laughs> I know it's all a bit of character and you have to have a bit of a backbone and that and sure whatever the case may be. But to be fair now, to, to be fair, like it was six points apiece at half time. Kind of looking at it, Thomastown backs are really really solid they're excellent they're very physical very very tough and I feel like compared to like the game that we played them in the first round it's a completely revamped team like in my opinion like there's some girls that were playing that weren't available the day that they were obviously playing and all I was thinking in the back of my head oh dear god we got Thomastown on a bad day and they still bet us by 18 points yeah what like you know they're only progressing and I think actually having to go through the round having to go through the round one of the championship I think that's really after standards to them like was really really impressed with her backs I must say like Kate McDonald in goal like you know she's not necessarily you know the, a natural goalie but she's obviously standing in that position but by God is she worth 6-7 points to Thomastown on any given day just being so vocal in the goal and her experience alone like she just demands and dictates to the six backs like where they need to be and she's so loud and so vocal that they can all actually hear her. and you can hear that they, they, res- they respect what she's saying because they all just run and get into that position and I think that's that's unbelievable like sad Sally Teen was playing in a full back excellent performance from her I must say Lisa Donnelly number four for Thomastown I thought she was superb she really kept Julie Lennon kind of at bay within the first 30 minutes but then Julie Lennon kind of came out in the second half and kind of took off then but I must say like Lisa Donnelly did have a really good solid game on her 
Um, I thought definitely probably the standout performer for me was Sarah Walsh. She is just absolutely How many times have we talked about like, her in fairness? I just feel like it's gone to a stage where like she needs to be in on that senior squad ASAP and if I was Brian or any of the lads I'd be looking at getting her in there straight away it's her work race she was anywhere and everywhere she's always standing outside the rook waiting to get that ball but by God when she gets stuck into it she's well like she's coming out with a ball that she's no absolute no right to come out with but she's constantly up and down the field she's making sure she's getting back and she's helping out her backs but she's also trying to get in to a good attacking forward she may not be taking on the scores herself as we've seen her as we've seen what she does at the, at the County season two years ago but she's well able to give off the pass she was absolutely superb I thought Eva Hines was really really good as well especially on place balls but you know Anna Farlin at full forward like for a girl that's literally only after having a baby a couple of months ago like yeah, we know, you know about them I things, was yeah. just you know I was just kind of looking at her going oh my god I have no excuse what is going on here like she, you know she was really really good showing her leadership skills she's probably not familiar with the full forward position I, I would imagine but like you know when she kind of started drifting out the field you can see that you can see the same old Anna Farrell the way she's able to win ball the way she's able to take it on and obviously Emer Farrell is a massive addition to them as well she wasn't available for a lot of the league campaign so yeah Thomastown I think are in a really good position for young for young Ireland I think they will be disappointed um, I feel like you know they started Tiffy Fitz full back and they had Nicole Carter at centre back two absolutely excellent players I don't know I kind of feel like Tiffy should have been out at the centre back position because you know Nicole is a real full back line kind of a player like she wins that ball she'll always win that ball nine times out of ten and she'll give the hand pass or she'll give the little flick pass out whereas Tiffy if she gets the ball like at centre back she's driving forward and she's nearly like you know taking on the score herself or creating the score and I felt like you know when they made that switch in a, in the second half it was probably a little bit too late because they could have had the opportunity to maybe ahead at half time but I definitely think the the two goals that um, that Thomastown got quite early in the second half proved pivotal Sarah Barco took a shot from over 21 yards out and went into the top right hand corner like you wouldn't see it in a hurling match it was it was, it was, was a lot of people might say it was an easy goal but it was a very good well taken goal and then they got a goal as well from a free which you know I suppose was a bit disappointing for the for young Ireland and I just felt after that the momentum was with Thomas Sound they kept on driving on like they went 296 points ahead at one stage and there was no way that you could see young Ireland's come back now they did they came back they tried really hard Grace O'Donnell or Sarah O'Donnell got a goal Julie Lennon got a goal have to mention Sarah O'Donnell as well her work rate was absolutely phenomenal um, you know it was it was a very good decent match as well I must say um, I am I was a little bit disappointed in Young Ireland I just felt like when they became under pressure they just weren't able to cope with it but I think on the other side Thomastown's experience really really showed their character really really showed and by God Thomastown have not have not gone away at all and I know a lot of people might have thought they might have because you know players you know moving on or going off travelling mm-hmm. or whatever the case may be but by God that conveyor belt is still going down in Thomastown Well it surely seems to be that way and you never know they are into the semi-final now as well Next up was the meeting of uh, last year's champions Dixborough against newly promoted Barrow Rangers and while the scoreline suggests that uh, there was a big gulf of experience in this um, there probably was to a certain degree it was a learning experience for Barrow Rangers with Dixborough winning 18 points to 4 yeah, like it was always going to be a massive battle for Bar Rangers, and you know to you know to be fair to them, their first year up at senior level, um, you know getting to a quarter final stage, and you know probably very unlucky to be drawn against you know the reigning county champions. Yeah. But I suppose if that's the standard you want to get to, like you were looking at the current intermediate champions against the the current senior champions, it was going to be a massive task for them. I don't think you know Bar Rangers definitely had nothing to lose. Like you know it was every game that they were going to win was going to be a bonus to them, and you know they're go- they're obviously relish and the fact that they are up senior and you know they're only going to get stronger and they're only going to gain more experience but to be fair like it's very hard to look back past Dixborough they're just cruising through every single one of their games like and there doesn't seem to be any let up from them at all and they just look very very dangerous and extremely hungry and I suppose the fear was nearly were they going to be able to do the back to back and at the moment they're certainly answering the questions that they, they're well and truly up for it Well the last time they won they couldn't and yeah. I think they were knocked out after they didn't even get to the, no. the semi-finals did Yeah you? no didn't. I think where they even 
knocked, knocked out in the quarterfinals. Yeah. yeah, I think it was Piltown, if I'm not mistaken, yeah. um, knocked him out in it. So, yeah, they'll certainly be pushing to do the back to back, which hasn't been done since the reign of uh, Thomastown or Monnevat all them mm-hmm. years ago as well. So, yeah, we'll have to keep an eye on that. The last in the senior games was the meeting of Clara versus Wine Gap. Only four points in it in the end, but it was Clara who came out on top 314 to 116 in this game. Yeah, do you know what? I'm not really surprised on this result either. Um, like uh, Clara, good. They're very, very solid throughout the whole field. Um, they've got, you know, 16, 17 really, really good hurlers that any of them can come in and out. And I suppose, like, again, something maybe kind of similar to Thomastown you know when you're without Ashling Nolan when you're without Claire Nolan who'd be two massive players for Clara but still to be able to keep consistent and still be able to you know get to get to a county get to a county semi-final they look they're looking really really good there like you're looking at Mary O'Connell they are scoring one ten seven points from free Margaret O'Connell getting in a goal um, Ashton Curtis popping up again with two points she's been consistent she's scoring in all the games and she kind of plays that she kind of steps back in behind her half back line but by God, when she gets the opportunity to drive forward, she's well able to go forward with that. Siobhan Curtis in there as well. And Kira Ryan has been kind of a pain in, in the side of Annie back this yeah. year as well. Like, she's you know, been scoring heavily con- yeah, as well. Yeah. She has been consistent. Like, I think Clara going in a really, really good direction. Like, and, you know, they could be dark horses. And I know Teresa's biting her nails here beside me at this stage. But like, I think they could be dark horses really in this championship. Well, you never know a name that's on that score sheet as well was Nee Byrne, former mm-hmm. inter-county star as well yeah. with the minor under 16 she has been there with the intermediates and I think even she had a stint at senior at some mm-hmm. stage as well Like so a lot of experience in Clara and they are going to come up uh, against Thomastown now in the semi-final and Dixborough is going to play Pilltown and as we said we're parking the semi-finals for next week because we're going to preview them on the week of it they are taking place either the 1st or the 2nd of October the girls have a break this week so we are certainly going to be looking forward to them the intermediate, the Shaw's Department Store Intermediate quarterfinals was also held at the weekend as well. And the first up on the bill was Mullinavat and St. Lactant. You pulled the two teams out uh, at the draw last Monday night. We said it was going to be a close battle. I was at this game and it was probably better than the first one that they played a couple of weeks ago. It was a humdinger. Yeah, I well believe it. It I, was a humdinger. The reports I'm after getting back from it, you know, I think definitely for the fresh for girls, they're obviously extreme disappointed to lose yep. out by a point. But I really think that they can hold their heads up high. Nobody would have expected them to to get to to be at this stage, you know, considering you know they've been joined with another club for the last eight years and they were going out on their own and it was very much fresh new waters for them all and I think I think they can be very very proud and I think I think that result is probably going to put an awful lot of belief um, back into the fresh for girls and it's going to let them know that they're well capable of competing with the best when they need to and I know like you know reports coming through I know a lot of them had really really good games I know and I'm not being biased but Sinead had an excellent game as well Well they um, have because let's go through because I was at the game myself yeah. only for Sinead and I I don't care what others outside it say um, and the whole lot about it St. Lactans are a very good team mm-hmm. um, and I know that they wanted everything played down and they're a young team as well they have 10 to 11 minors that's yeah. on the team right so they are very very young and plenty of years of hurling ahead of themselves Mullinavat had three goal chances in the first half to be fair if they had to get those goal chances Freshwood was buried mm-hmm. dead and gone at half time without the shadow of a doubt but Sinead Farrell was exceptional in the first half she kept them in it two blank saves one of them in particular from my sister and I don't know how she missed it but Sinead stopped it and that's the kind of the goalkeeper she is to Farrell's be fair to her yeah. the other one she was sitting on the ground and somebody else pulled in the ball um, it was looking like it was heading in the goal and she put up the hurl brought it down onto herself into her body got up off her feet and cleared the bloody ball out the line mm. as well like it was fantastic and the Freshwood will be disappointed because they actually went seven points ahead yeah. in the first half they got the goal albeit it was probably if you look at it a lucky goal in a way that they got it but they did get it but there was only four points in it at half time it was ten points one seven to six points at half time Mullinavat chipped away and got a couple of points the disappointing thing for St. Lactans will be that they probably didn't score 
for 15, 16 minutes mm-hmm. in the second half. Um, it was then helter-skelter. There wasn't much in it then in the end. It went to two points. It went to one point. Then St. Lacton's got a goal. Monadavat then came back down the field. They got a goal. Um, it was helter-skelter. There was only the goal in a few minutes to go into injury time. St. Lacton's are two points up. It's a dangerous lead, as yeah. anyone will tell you. Mm-hmm. We've seen it with the intermediates above and bore the day against Meath in the quarterfinals where Meath got a last-minute goal, broke our hearts. Mm-hmm. And the same thing basically happened to St. Lacton's at the weekend. Julian Malone popped up with the winning goal and won by a point to leave the score. one fifteen. Mona Navat, 3-8 to St. Lacton's or 18 points to 17. There was very little time left. St. Lacton's did have um, a free out in the middle of the field almost virtually on full time the ball went down it didn't go near the goal and that was it full time was up so yeah you could see on the faces that there was a lot of disappointment in Freshford but they played absolutely brilliantly in fairness to them yeah and I think that's where I think like you know they can certainly hold their heads up high and you know I know we were laughing here about drawing them out of the uh, drawing them out of the hat last weekend against um, against Mullinavat like and but you know what there was there was no fear in it and I know I've seen like I was getting awful stick but I don't think that's the one thing about this fresher team I feel like they don't have any fear and it's because a lot of them are so young that they don't know how to be afraid yeah. and they don't know how to have that fear which is really really good to see in such young girls and you know they're just they're so resilient like and like they're doing this because they love it and they're only going to get stronger and like they were harping with a lot of girls kind of gone away for the summer as well like but to be able to regroup like that and let's be fair I've kind of said it from the start like I'd be fancying Mullinavat to be like in a you know they are in a semi-final now but I would be, have tipped them to be in that position semi-final final at the at this um, at this grade so like I think St. Lactons can certainly hold their head up high Have had if they had got a different team in the groups in the quarterfinal it could very well be a completely different mm-hmm. story because I do think they are right up there and I do think that they've done an awful lot of work this year and I think they're only going to get stronger over the next couple of years. I was just going to say over the next couple yeah. of years they are going to be a team to be reckoned with mm. um, and with the amount of young talent that they have there you know with the right coaching the way that they're going the way mm. that they're playing you put Lydia Fitzpatrick into the the fold yeah. as well she's still a young girl albeit yeah. you said that she's probably one of the elder states persons now on yeah. the team mm-hmm. but like Lydia's still only in her uh, 20s at this stage like so I mean there's lots of time left there as well but it was a belter of a game there was lots of supporters there um, you know you just couldn't take your eyes off it if you were a neutral mm-hmm. it was bad for the heart even if you were a neutral it was so good but um, yeah a game that was uh, one for the ages that brought back memories of all them years ago at senior level when yeah. Monavat and Freshford were contesting the senior mm-hmm. final at that stage so what a fantastic game it was and a great advert for Camogie as well the second one up on the bill um, was and you did actually manage to tip that one you did just about though in fairness to you so you did get it right the next one was the Roar and Stieg versus Emeralds St. Anne's you tipped the Roar to win this one now let's be fair when you tipped them did you think that they were going to win it by a margin that they did it was 6-12 no. to the Roar 11 points to Emerald St. Anne's no I don't I don't think so I didn't think like I really felt like you know Emerald St. Anne's had probably had a start had probably had a bad start to their league campaign and they probably needed to get a kick up the bum and they got it and then you know they eventually started kind of gelling together and coming together and you know they're definitely a team that I would have been looking at to really be at you know the end stages of this intermediate grade and I think they will be very disappointed that they haven't that they haven't quite done that um, you know 11 points and but conceding 6-12 you know and I would consider the Emerald St. Anne's backs very good as well like yep. I just think that they'll be very disappointed in that but in saying that we have to look at the scores that Roar and Ashtika been raking We've been up all year. Of weeks now, like yeah. it's crazy. Like I think this time last year we were talking about James Stevens and the mm-hmm. way that they were raking up the scores, and now you're looking at Roar and Steeg. Like it's been colossal, and they've been consistent throughout every game, and the scores they're doing, and they're completely obliterating every team that comes anywhere near them. Um, so like Roar and Steeg are going to be very, very hard to beat in this in this campaign. And I suppose listen, having the home advantage and probably an awful lot of hunger, I would imagine in Roar and Steeg as well this year, considering like they haven't really been competing 
you know, at the end stages of this grid for a long time. Like, you know, they've been kind of there, thereabouts. Like last year, they weren't doing too well. Like they had to come back and they had to regroup and they find themselves in a county semi-final and they'll be delighted with that. And for a team that was managerless at the start yeah. of the year as mm-hmm. well, like they've really knuckled down and uh, came to it. I actually happened to be in Orlingford on Sunday evening and I met one of the girls that was playing um, with Emerald St. Anne's and she was telling me like they were had high hopes of yeah. going down to the Roar um, or Tennis League it was uh, at the weekend but she said the Roar and Steak had 2-3 up on the scoreboard before they even knew what was happening and that was it the game was basically over at that stage because they just blitzed him in the first 10 to 15 yeah. minutes and Emerald St. Anne's had no reply back for him. No, and that's it. You know what? When it comes to the end, when it comes to the latter stages of the championship, like if you're going to allow a team to get in and walk all over you in the first 15 minutes, you're really going to have to claw back. I look, I seen it in the, I seen it in the second half of the senior game against Young Ireland and Thomastown. Those two goals killed off Young Ireland and it's the same in this game. Like if you're going to leak early scores and have you're no response, you're really putting yourself into really tough position because you're at a quarter final stage now and any team that's at a quarter final stage well, well and truly deserves to be there. As Absolutely, I can completely see Emerald St. Anne's will be absolutely devastated with that result and you know why wouldn't they be but Roaring Steeg really really good work from them It's two years in a row now disappointment for Emerald yeah. St Anne's they would yeah. have been really hoping and pushing um, to get to the county final win it and get up to senior level but again it just didn't happen this year so it's no. back to the drawing board again for them unfortunately Yeah absolutely The last of the intermediate championship oh no sorry the second last one um, pipped Munkine against Ballyhale it was a repeat of the game a couple of weeks ago as well and for a newly promoted Moonkine on you, one would only have to say that they are becoming an impressive team to come up from the junior level, to compete and compete very, very strongly at intermediate level, putting up high scores like they were in the junior championship last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, Ballyhale are a decent team, but Moonkine bet them by 17 points at the weekend, 314 to 6 points. And I don't know whether it is Crowley Spuds that they're rating down there or what it is or whether it's in the water, but something is going right for him down there and it's working. That's an impressive win. Yeah, really impressive. And to be fair, like I honestly didn't think, I didn't think you'd have that sort of a scoreline in it. I did expect Moonkind to win it, but I didn't think that it would be by that much. I don't know, there's just something really good about Moonkind this year. And, you know, we've mentioned it so many times and people are probably getting sick of it. I think the momentum of winning junior last year and the men obviously winning the junior as well, there's kind of this air of success down in Moonkind at the moment. And, you know, they're, they're they seem to be nearly pushing one another between the, the women who and the men. The who, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. you know what? If every club could do that, it would be absolutely great. We'd be having great championships all together. But yeah, like a really, really good result there for Moonkind. And you know what? They're going to they're going to be throwing everything out everybody's kind of nearly underestimating them I think in the intermediate championship this year because they are only newly up and you know like to be fair like I would have always said there's a massive jump from junior to intermediate yep but like Moonkind look like they're showing it that that's gone out the wall. Yeah, they look like they've been at this grade a long time and they're very much a seasoned team in here. And you know what? I wouldn't like to be coming up against them in the semi-final either. No, and that's going to be an interesting point because they have drawn James Stevens Mm. in the semi-final, which is a repeat of the county final two years ago where James Stevens only came away with a one-point win Mm -hmm. in it. That's going to be an intriguing battle and we're going to preview that in more detail on Monday. But as mentioned already, James Stevens are into the semi-final draw because they had a 4-12 to 1-8 victory over Danes Fort at the weekend and you did predict that James Stevens was uh, going to win it albeit Danes Fort did put up a good battle against them but last year's runners up are certainly putting a marker down again for everyone else this year yeah, they certainly had. And I know I put my head on the chopping block and said that I fancied them for a county final. I just don't think that they've been tested yet and that's my biggest fear of them at the moment. Um, and I think they're really only going to be tested in a semi-final. And my biggest worry is, will that be a bit too late? They've been coasting maybe too easy along the league. I definitely expect them to come out with a really good win against Danesford. Well, I think the closest to come to him at the minute was Mullinavat by the three points in the first yeah. game that was played. Yeah, I just, I, I'm, I'm, that, this is my fear. Like, I don't know, I think I'd hate to see them become complacent because I do think that they would gel really well into a senior grade as well. But looking at it now, I'd love to see Moonkine up it. I'd love to see Moonkine win in the county final. Um, but yeah, listen, not not one bit, um, not one bit unexpected 
that result there for James Stevens, but uh, it'll be very interesting to see the semi final. Don't come at me now and tell me I'm going back on my word. No, no. <laughs> if, if, if they do, you're sorted for life with spuds down in yes. one kind and telling you that way because John Crowley will have you uh, every week with a new bag of spuds, <laughs> I can tell you that way. But look, I'm going to get your predictions next week yeah. for so you can be thinking about it over the weekend yeah. whether you want to change your mind or not. Um, obviously, we had Anthony Smith here with us, and it's great that we have a sponsor for this year's Junior Championship. It is the Kilkenny Rivercourt Hotel. Quarterfinals was on last weekend. And first up was the meeting of John Locke's Bennett's Bridge versus Blacks and Whites. It was 317 to John Locke's Bennett's Bridge, 1 1 to Blacks and Whites on that one. And I have to say, Vivian Holmes, while scoring 1 1 or 1 2, I think it was, in the morning, and then decided that she went to Nona Park and do a line for the the senior uh, Mm -hmm. championship game between Ballyhale and Glenmore yesterday. A good victory for uh, the amalgamated teams of John Locks Bennett's Bridge, and they're back in another semi final as they were last year. Yeah, absolutely brilliant and great to see. And just on Vivian as well, um, absolutely brilliant to see her doing the lines for the men's game. Like, I think it's it's really good, and it's it's showing that, you know, there's women out there that are just as good and just as capable of you know getting getting involved in the GA exactly. there so really really good to see that from her as well and you know I've, I've heard it from an awful lot of people that she's an excellent ref as well and she takes no nonsense from anybody there too so she's you know, dead right yeah and yeah absolutely she is dead right Um, so yeah great to see but yeah John Knoxbrain's bridge really are coasting pushing up some magnificent scores there throughout the championship as well and you know I really think that they're going to they're going to push themselves hard this year and you know I, I do fancy them to definitely be getting to a county final but that's an excellent score 317 to be raking up and only conceding the 1-1 I know blacks and whites I know blacks and whites probably have struggled an awful lot this year as well so it probably wasn't an easy tie for them to come up against John Locke's Bennett's Bridge but none, n- nevertheless like we've spoke about we've spoken so highly about John Locke's Bennett's Bridge and the work that they've done at underage yeah. over the last couple of years like so you can see that it is starting to come they're still, after, they're still starting to get the, the fruit of it all now which is great to see Exactly Well one of the second games up in the Junior Championship was another right prediction for yourself it was the meeting of Tullahar uh, against Carrick Shock and it was a home game for Tullahar but Carrick Shock came away with the victory 2-8 to 1-3 in this one and for oh excuse me for a team that was uh, going well through the year and you probably had high hopes for Tullahar yeah. maybe coming out of it that's a disappointing result for them but a good victory for Carrick Shock nonetheless yeah really really good victory for Carrick Shock obviously going to be very disappointed for Tullahar Rosberg and I, I really like I really feel like they're not performing as, as well as they should be performing and I'm I'm kind of waiting for them to maybe like leave their mark on the on a junior championship but it, you know it's obviously not going to happen this year but nonetheless you it have seems to nearly start too well at the yeah. year and keep going because when it gets nearly to towards the knockout stages mm. um, like they fought it against uh, Greg Neman in the last round of the league and yeah. then when it came up against Carrick Shock like you'd be expecting them to put up a good performance yeah. isn't it like an let's be fair they didn't really no absolutely not but you know I think you have to give credit to where credit's due for Craig Shock you know they would have won the, the junior county final back in 2015 as far as I can remember, you could be right on yeah, that. I yeah, I think it was. I think it was 2015. They won the junior county final, um, and then like they find themselves back down again. So they're obviously after rebuilding, regrouping, and they're you know they're trying to get themselves back up to intermediate level. Like, and they seem to be going in the right direction. Listen, they're back in a semi final. That's really good to see. I'm just thinking though, you were the captain in 2016, so they didn't win it in 2015 anyway. No, junior they won. They won junior in 2015. Well, that could have been true. Yeah. Right. You won the intermediate, didn't yeah. you? Yeah. 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 yeah, very true. Uh, nonetheless, it is a win for Carrick Shock in that one, so they go forward as well. Uh, another good victory in it was for a team who struggled badly last yeah. year and gave walkovers, and we were very worried for mm-hmm. uh, the club in general. But in fairness, they have got their act together. They brought in new coaches down there. There's a couple of young fellas now involved as well that seems to be pushing the mm-hmm. team onwards. And it was, of course, Greg Namana. They were playing Nabreed Aaron Zone and it was a very good victory for Graydon Man into their first semi-final in a couple of years with a 3-10-2-8 victory in that game. Yeah, absolutely excellent result there for Greg Namana and you're dead right like we did speak an awful lot about it last year and that we were very very concerned about Greg Namana because you know it's one thing you don't want clubs to be disbanding and like you know you're trying to keep the development of it but it's very hard for girls when they're going out and you know they are getting beaten but they're not able to they were hockey yeah, yeah and not being able to 
midfield teams either. It was really, really worrying at one point last year. But whatever they've done, they're really after, like, you know, getting themselves back together. And they find themselves in a county semi final, which is a huge, huge achievement brilliant. for Greg Namana. Yeah. It's absolutely brilliant. And it's kind of nearly a Cinderella story for them in all the world, like in the work that they've done in the previous 12 months, you know, what they're after turning around and doing. You know, Nave Breach, Aaron's own, again, we've spoken about this team as well. They're only newly set up. And yeah. I think, you know, they can kind of take a lot of, they can take a lot of hope in the fact that they and were they in a quarter final. Yeah. yeah. And you know what? They, they weren't hammered either in it and like, and I don't mean to be I don't mean to be degrading or the way I kind of speak about it but they did put up a good fight in it no, they, they did, did get and a let's good, be fair really there's positives well. there because if the teams hadn't amalgamated yeah. there was girls that was going to be getting no game time at adult level mm-hmm. or they would have to go to a different club yeah. um, and partake in as well which you don't want to do you want to keep your girls playing with your club for as long as possible so while people give out about amalgamations sometimes this is the very reason why it's there is to give girls the chance to play adult level and Nabreed and Aaron Zone have done that. They have competed very, very well. As you say, a quarterfinal is no mean feat for mm-hmm. your first year amalgamated and they can only grow uh, stronger and help to build up the adult level within their clubs and then go forward and uh, go on their own within a couple of years' time, hopefully. Yeah, definitely. I think I think it definitely is working for Nave Breed Aaron's own as well. Like, and you know what? You're right. It is great to see them an amalgamation of clubs if you genuinely do not have Correct. the numbers. Yep. And I think that's what really needs to be stressed as well. It's a matter of if you genuinely don't have the numbers. If you do have the numbers, there's I I personally don't think you should be you should be joining. And that's just my opinion. Um, I just think that if you are going to be amalgamating clubs and you do have numbers, you're going to find out and you're going to find an awful lot of girls are going to end up just not going to play because they're not getting game time. And then, like, there's not much point in having 15 or 16 no, subs on the no, sidelines. They're not going like, to be used like no, so. And I think if, I don't know I don't know what the grounds around it is for amalgamation. You obviously, you obviously have to send in names for registered players or whatever the case it is. I, I assume it is anyway. That's how they'd find out. If yeah, but the problem with the registrations that currently is the, now the new system maybe is a small little bit better but the old system you had club secretaries that was registering every single person that was eligible for and they mightn't have played and they have no intentions of playing so when you look at the registrations and you can see what's happening well Mm -hmm. you know there's names there that hasn't played maybe in a couple of months or hasn't played in a year or whatever so it was more difficult but there is set criteria set down by the fixtures committee and the executive within the county board and you have to stay within that parameters but obviously if you amalgamate this year you have minor girls then that's obviously coming up and they're eligible then in a couple of years and once the rollover keeps going and Mm -hmm. going and going like you're going to have a scenario where we had a team in a county semi-final going back a couple of years ago and we were doing the streaming that we were yeah. at the same sideline that they were and we counted between the whole lot of them 37 players yeah. on the sideline mm-hmm. like that was 22 players mm-hmm. who had no hope of getting any game time whatsoever maybe they got no game time during that year and that's what you don't want no. if you can have a core of 18 to 20 players like I mean in fairness take the plunge Freshwood took the plunge yeah. this year you know there was a lot of people even in Freshwood that was giving out about it they mm-hmm. didn't want to and look where they are like I mean it's only going to benefit them next year yeah like I think so and I think it's it's very important to just like I understand like I understand reasons for why some clubs would want to amalgamate but I think you have to kind of look down the line and you have to look further into it like you don't want this to you don't want this to happen like your adult club in a couple of years because what's going to happen is if you do join at an underage if you do join at underage level you're probably going to have the maybe potentially 10 12 girls and as you go up through the years the possibility of keeping the same 10 12 girls is weakened. Is, it's going to weaken, yeah. which in in as an end result, it's going to have a massive impact on your adult club. Of course, it and is. then like if your adult club then disbands, it's only going to gradually fall back down to your juvenile yeah. club disbanding, and that's we don't want that. Like I do think like if two clubs are going to be amalgamating together, they should be setting in, they should be sending in a list of whatever fifteen players from each club, and these are only the fifteen players that are allowed play for those games. Like you know, it is crazy. But listen, I don't know the ins and outs of it. I'm well, sure the, whatever the, the, yeah, there is. the criteria before was yeah. that you couldn't have more than 25 um, between the two panels to amalgamate for adult level. Yeah. Um, that's what, what the criteria was a couple of years ago. So, I mean, 25 is not a huge number no. to be looking for, but... But you look at a lot of other clubs, like, as well, like, I can just, well, let's say, I'll take Tullerone, for example, I said, like, we were working off on our adult team this year, we were working off a panel of, I think, 23, 24 girls 
at, at our adult club for yeah. one team like you know that's the panel of girls that we were working at and you know I suppose listen they are joined at underage um, under 14 and under 16 for St Anne's for whatever the reasons may be my fear now is have we lost a bit of have we lost a couple of girls in, outside of that bracket I don't know again I'm not involved in that Only I don't know the, I don't know the, cri- that, the yeah. criteria or whatever was around that but that will be my fear the fact that you know Tullerone is a very very small parish as it is you know we were working at a very small adult team as it is at the moment is that go- are we going to be affected in the years come I don't know and listen it's the same across the board for a lot of the other clubs too Yeah it certainly is Well the last game in the Kilkenny Junior uh, Championship was the meeting of Piltown and Thomastown of course both of them already had teams in senior quarterfinals as well um, but it was Piltown that came out on top in this one albeit but only two points in the end mm-hmm. 12 points to 2-4 so Piltown again like last year now have their senior and junior team in a county semi-final Yeah and you know what last year we were kind of saying you know does it does it help you rise to the occasion or does it maybe dampen the dampen it a bit and obviously now Piltown at junior level are going to be without Anya Doyle because she has played a, she has played a championship match with the seniors and you know she is going to be a big loss there for the juniors because she was their top scorer at junior level I think she was nearly their top scorer at senior level as well so she is going to be a massive loss to them but you know I suppose for Piltown the way that they can kind of look at it I assume that they do train together that they're going to have the bones of nearly 40 plus girls at a training session and you know if you're preparing for a county semi-final and you know potentially a county final if you're going to have those numbers at training and things can only be looking good and you know it's really good to see Piltown and they'll be delighted with that back in and back competing at a, back competing at a county semi-final because if you do have a second team in the club you want them competing at the latter stages of the championship to keep the ball rolling and to keep the numbers up at training because that's what they're all there for so yeah really really good work there by uh, Piltown Yep, exactly. Well, Piltown do go forward. Talking about teams with their second teams, obviously the uh, Kilkenny Rivercourt Hotel Junior C Championship Final is going ahead the weekend. And this has the meeting of St. Bridget's versus Young Ireland's of Gordon. This has been waited for a couple of weeks to get played, but it's going ahead on Sunday morning at 11 o'clock with uh, no venue currently as we talk about it. So how do you see this one going? Do you know what? This one will be really interesting, the fact that we have had a championship games played and both, you know, St. Bridget's and Young Ireland's, you know, have had, you know, have played championship has it dampened their junior squads in any way? You know, only time will tell. I believe Julie Lennon was going to be on the, she was on the junior C team as well, as far as I know. Like she's only 16 years of age. You know, I don't, I don't know if she's going to be able to play. Like, are uh, she can because this was originally supposed to be played before the championship started. So, so there's so an agreement all, made. All the players are available for this one, yeah. Yeah, so this will, you know, it'll be very interesting. I think you kind of have to look at St. Bridges. They did win it last no they didn't Muckley beat them last year St Martin's yes, beat them Ford. last year by a point yeah crack of the game cr- yeah, yeah. yeah went extra time if yeah, I'm not mistaken yeah. um, you know so it'll be very interesting to see I do think St Bridges have an awful lot of young players that are after coming through there but as have Young Ireland's um, if I'm going to put my head on the line I'm going oh, to put have your head to, on the line now I'm going to go I'm going to go with Young Ireland's because Nessa Farrell will absolutely kill me if I don't so that's that's my reasoning behind it she could be there's kidding. no there's no there's no tactics in it now she or anything like that you're forgiving you the kiss of death as well on <laughs> yeah that that's one, very but. true <laughs> well okay you heard it here that Anya is going for uh, Young Ireland's of Gordon in the Kilkenny Rivercourt Hotel Junior C County Final that's going ahead on Sunday morning the only adult game that is on on Sunday it is the opener of the county finals we also have uh, an mountain of camogie going ahead on Saturday if you want to see great games Park Seamus Stephon, that is James Stephen's grounds on the Kells Road, is the place to be on Sunday with or Saturday, I should say, with four finals going ahead. The first of them is underway at ten thirty in the morning. It is the Gale Tech Under fourteen Ryan E Championship final between Mullinavat and Barra Rangers, and that starts at ten thirty a.m. Followed by that, then we have the Gale Tech Under fourteen Ryan D Championship final with Bennett's Bridge. Taking 
taking on Ballyhale Shamrocks Bennett's Bridge first time in the county final at that grade in over 30 years so they are certainly going to be looking forward to that then we move to the Rhine Sea final where we have the meeting of Danesfort versus the Roar in Esteeg that's taking part at 12 noon and that will be followed then by the Rhine B championship final between Carrick Shock and St Bridget's with a 1pm throw in there as well so an mountain of games to get to and with only five euro to get into I'm sure where would you get it anywhere else to see games like that and the very best of luck to everyone uh, in those finals there's also two under 12 finals that's going ahead as well then on Sunday in the Bega group it's the meeting of Aaron's own White versus Young Ireland's White and that is taking place at half past ten with an unknown venue on Saturday morning as well and that is going to be uh, with the Osmana group final between Liz Downey and Aaron Zone and that's taking place at 11.45 both of them have no venue at the minute so as we always say make sure to check out kilkennycomogie.ie for up to date latest fixtures and developments on time and venues etc and of course all games wait extra time at the weekend and if it's still a draw they will go then to a replay there is no finish on the day at the minute that's gone out the door that's only uh, was there for COVID we're back again to the replays which is great for teams to get a second crack at the whip as well uh, that's just about it from myself and Anya and all our guests here we just want to say one big congratulations and well done to Sinead Kyo who is in next door doing the scoreline uh, show for herself and of course Sinead was the manager of the Moonagir Bull of Oak team that won the county final in Wexford on Saturday as well she was absolutely buzzing when we came into the studio here this evening so congratulations to Sinead and all of the panel members down in the neighbours of Moongear Boulevard down in Wexford and no doubt Sinead was out celebrating on Saturday evening well Anya that's it from myself and yourself it has been another busy weekend uh, not so much going to be a busy weekend this weekend we have underage uh, semi or county finals I should say to go ahead you'll probably be at the Junior C county final mm-hmm. as well I would say on Sunday morning yeah. but next Monday evening when we are recording to go out on Tuesday we will have the preview of the senior the intermediate and the junior semi-finals and what a weekend they are going to be on the weekend of the first and the second and just to recap for anyone who didn't catch the live draw earlier on the senior semi-final draw has Dixborough last year's champions again last year's runner-up Piltown taking part in the first game while the chairperson's Clara takes on Thomastown in the second of those semi-finals they are all going to be neutral venues and hopefully if we can as all we're going to be trying uh, to see if they can be double headers the intermediate semi finals will have the meeting of Mullinavat versus the Roar in Esteeg while James Stevens, last year's runner-up takes on last year's promoted team from junior in Moonkine in the second semi-final while in the junior semi-finals Piltown will meet neighbours Carrick Shock and John Locke's Bennett Bridge will take on Greg Namana. What a feast of Camogie we are going to have in the first week of October. That's it from ourselves here in the KCLR studios. Don't forget that wherever you get your podcast to get it uh, every week, we are going out on a Tuesday evening. Click, have a listen, see what you think, see what all these predictions are, whether they come through, whether they don't come through. But most of all, get out and support the girls and your local team at the weekend, wherever they may be. And until next week, myself and Anya will sign off and say goodbye for now. Thank goodbye. you. Bye. This is Come On Kind with Martin Quilty and Onya Fahey. Yeah.